Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, what's up? Be the change hotline. I can't get to the phone right now. Leave a message. Episode of the Name is Podcast. This is me, Alicia. And this is me, Sierra. Yeah. Little vibes. Little vibes. Again, I had to be a little extra for the intro because the first episode was trash trash with my intro. So, hello, hello. Hope everybody listening is having a great day whenever they're listening to this podcast. Great day, week, month, whatever. Year. 2022 is about to hit us like a brick. I don't even know where 2021 went, but it came and left and exited stage right. But how are you doing, Sierra? I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. It's Saturday. It's a beautiful day out today. Yeah. It'll be a long week, though. Oh, cool. real quick, though. Before we recorded this episode, I work at Lehigh for some of the sporting events. And they let me go a little bit early today from the football game because we had this episode to record. But when I left, my bosses, Brett and Jordan, they wanted a shout-out. Let's shout-out Brett and Jordan one time for the one time. Ticket office over at Lehigh University. What's up, Brett and Jordan? Go check out Lehigh Athletics. If y'all need the tickets, go to the box office at Stabler Arena and ask for Brett and Jordan. And tell them that Alicia and Sierra sent you. They would probably love it. They would love it. Say the Nameless Podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah, say the Nameless Podcast sent us. But now it's up. Brett, Jordan, hope y'all doing good. Yeah. Thank you for listening, yeah. supporting, all that. 
And for those who are not named Brett or Jordan, thank you for listening and supporting as well. Um, but yeah, you want to shout out the show, socials real quick? Yeah, yeah, our Instagram, nameless underscore podcast underscore, and on Facebook, official nameless podcast. Make sure you go check out our Facebook right now. Actually, you have until 5 o'clock tomorrow. Well, I don't know if any of y'all know. Not 5 o'clock, it's like 4. 4? Four? 4 o'clock? 4 o'clock. Tomorrow. Okay, well, yeah, it's at 4 o'clock to enter sweatshirt giveaway the name is podcast on it yeah so go check it out official name of podcast on facebook um we did a live a couple weeks ago two weeks ago and you want to make sure you comment your sweatshirt size on that video only if you comment your sweatshirt size anywhere else you don't get entered sorry <laughs> but like always we are way more active on facebook than we are on instagram at this time so you want to make sure you are following that like sierra said for all of the updates giveaways what you say all the time? All day. 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 I can't say it. All right, but I got something to say for you right now. Okay. All right, so Gosh. did you know that grapes lay on fire in the microwave? <laughs> You can set a grape on fire what? in the microwave. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, now you do. <laughs> Second of all, did you know chewing gum is banned in Singapore? Wait, huh? So you will just be walking gum. around with funky breath all the time? Yeah, you can't chew gum in Singapore, so <laughs> don't come near me. <laughs> and then, number three for you, the sentence, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, uses every letter in the English language. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I literally just sat there for a couple seconds trying to the go A, B, C, D, F, G to figure out that's over true. the lazy dog. It is. I sat there today and did it. You wrote them down. It's true. Wait, where'd you where'd you find all this stuff? Nowhere. No. <laughs> you gonna I come out with some I more stuff? I my too. sources out because you gonna take what I gotta say. Y'all, I didn't day. even know she was gonna come in with that, but fun thank you for the those day. fun facts of the day. I'm gonna use that in future conversations with people. <laughs> if you need them, I will send them to you. I can email them to you. Yeah, please. Got please. You. Copy, paste. <laughs> but now, yeah, thank you for, for that little lightheartedness because today's episode is going to be a deep one. That's why I had to just bring some light. And what are we going to do? Copy. Okay, yeah. I'm going to let that Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you want to let them know what we're talking about today, Sierra? I want to or do you want to? All right, I guess I will. I will. I will. Yeah, so today, like I said, it's going to be a very deep topic. And some people may not agree with what we're talking about or with our opinions or even with the facts because we are coming to you with facts as well. But we are talking about abortion, pro-life, pro-choice. Everything that is going on in America and Texas, Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi, Montana. Montana. And honestly, like across the whole world, because there are a lot of countries that have ridiculous laws against women deciding what to do um, if they're pregnant and they don't want to keep the pregnancy. So we are going to touch on that. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I do have experience. Okay. I always say like I have like 10,000 different jobs every time we do a podcast, but I really do. And 
I did work as a patient educator at a women's center where we provided abortion services. So I definitely have firsthand knowledge, experiences, and honestly, it's quite a few good stories to share about this. So we're definitely going to touch on that. I know really nothing, but I did do my research. Yo, she came in. The stuff that I found was pretty shocking to me. Oh, yeah. It was actually pretty, like, eye-opening. Like, I never knew any of that stuff, but... Yeah, I told her to do a little quick research, and she came with, like, a whole essay right in. Bullet points and all. (laughs) But, yeah, we do have a guest in the studio with us today who wishes to remain anonymous. Um, So we're going to let them introduce themselves right now. Hello to all of our listeners. Um, Just to give a little bit of background about myself, I've worked in abortion care for a little over... Well, I shouldn't say worked. I've been involved in abortion <laughs> care for a little over 10 years now. I am a graduate of the Penn State University. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of work with um, the reproductive justice group known as New Voices for Reproductive Justice out of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And we worked together. We did work together. We did work together. We have quite a few stories and experiences of our, how long was I there? Like a year and a half, two years? It was that long. Yeah. Yeah, we have quite a few quite a few stories that we will talk about today because I'm hey I know we were we were talking about it before we started recording yeah. and Sierra was like don't tell me anything. I don't want to hear it now because I want to hear it like just be shocked like oh you're gonna be shocked oh, I can tell I'm gonna be shocked because just by like the first intro the first three sentences of it I was like yeah no no, no. Yeah, I don't no, no. we're gonna we're gonna hold <laughs> off on that but um for the anonymous person here today um I'm going to ask you, what were some of your misconceptions before getting into abortion care? Because I know I had a few when I was getting interviewed and stuff. I will say, I before working in abortion care, I thought I was pro-choice. and um, Like personally for yourself? Yeah, personally for myself. And working in abortion care, I realized, like... Pro-choice is really nice, (laughs) (laughs) but means really nothing Um, in abortion care. It's just so much more than that. Um, Also, I had this belief that, like, up to a certain gestation, it was okay. But after that, it was just like, ah, so taboo. And yeah, then then I started working in abortion care. (laughs) It was like... Let women decide yeah. what what that is. You know, that's that's none of my business. Right. So exactly. Yeah, those are probably the two the main things. things. Yeah, I think my main misconception before getting involved in it is who is actually getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. Who who's 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 doing this? You know, and I thought it was just like one group of people as far as like age is concerned, like teenagers, you know, and people who. I don't even know. Mostly, honestly, I think it's teenagers is what my main misconception was. But working, come to find out, there's all walks of life life who are are looking for these services. But um, what would you say the main, I guess, demographic is for people who are looking for that service? I would say people in their mid to late 20s. And I I would say one of the most common misconceptions of who 
Um, not just the age, but it's also by race. Um, I would say that, I didn't want to say that, but thank yeah, you. I mean, it's a thing, you yeah. know, where it is out there that most of the people who are having abortions are uh, black women right. and women, other women of color, right. and that's not true. Um, Absolutely not true at all. Yeah, it's not. That's <laughs> how the media so, portrays. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the um, billboard campaign? Yeah. You know, where it was like the most dangerous place yeah. in the world for a black child is in the womb, and it was like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, wow. the you know, white people will be doing it too, honestly. Yeah. And especially in our area and the clinic we worked at, the majority of the people were white. Oh, wow. Like, I would say, what, 60, 40 maybe? At least. Yeah, and our clinic is an independent clinic, so a lot of people that lived in, like, rural Pennsylvania were traveling, like, two hours. We even had people from Kentucky and Texas coming. People from all over. We had people from down south. We had a patient uh, from Puerto Rico. We had a patient who had come uh, to the States from England on business. Yep. And when she called her insurance company to see you know, where she could go for abortion care because she was in this area, mm -hmm. um, they actually pointed to our clinic and oh, said wow. they had heard such great things about it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, like, is there a pro different process for, like, a minor? Like, do you guys see, have you guys seen more minors than adults? Or, like, is it is the ratio, like, what is the percentage, I'm guessing, for minors? Honestly, it's very low. It really <laughs> it is. It is very yeah. low. Um, and part of that is because, I mean, I hate to put it out there like this, but teens actually are using birth control. Yeah, they are. You know, more and more. So you see that increasing. Yeah. Adults, so, I mean, so. we do see that, but there is a process, of course, um, when you are under 18 years of age. Um, that could include involving parents um, and then coming into a center to receive state-mandated information that anyone would have to receive prior right. to having a procedure. But it could also involve what's called a judicial bypass where they are going before a judge and then the judge determines whether this person is mature enough to make that decision for themselves. So like if the parent isn't there to like make the determination if they can get her or not, then it goes to the judge basically? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 the circumstances can be different okay. for some folks. Um, for some minors because I was an advocate. I was going to say, she I was, was who did all this. The only court <laughs> advocate in Pennsylvania who was not an attorney. Oh, wow. I was the only one. So, awesome. yeah, it really, it really truly was because, I mean, I met some really great young people. I mean, who were just really like, I don't want to disappoint my parents. I, you know, I'm not ready for this and I, this is probably the best thing for me. Or even like telling them right. because like you said, in Pennsylvania, you need to hear certain information. What is it, the ACA? Yes. So in Pennsylvania, even if you're not a minor, anybody who wants to have an abortion, they need to hear information 24 hours from a doctor. So that means they're gonna go over the risks of having an abortion. Alternatives, alternatives to having an abortion, so adoption or carrying the pregnancy to term, and then um, even the risks of carrying the pregnancy to term and giving birth. They have to go over all that information, and then they have to wait a whole 24 hours before they can even have the procedure. Yeah, I did read that, that you have to wait at least 24 hours, yeah. but I did read that also, like, 
some doctors they travel from out of town so like oh I, you might yeah. get that appointment with that doctor the last day that that doctor's there and you have to wait a whole another week to even go back yeah well pennsylvania there's only certain states that do that like new jersey you don't have to do that okay. i'm pretty sure like and there's others like new york right new york okay. and new jersey are the two that i know where you don't need a parental person with your guardian but like if you're underage in our office we had them come in and they had to watch the doctor through a video and then they had to sign all the paperwork with their parent or guardian and then if they wanted to schedule the appointment they could schedule the appointment at that point and then they would come back but yeah there's a whole and i didn't even know that until i started working in the clinic that they had a wait that the whole waiting process was and I mean, I'm sure you can understand that, like, some people would call and schedule, talk to the doctor, and then they just, like, wouldn't show up. Right. Wow. <laughs> that happens, yeah. Yeah, wow. so many times where people would show up and they say they're not ready and then send them home, and then they reschedule, like, three or four times because they're still not ready for it. Wow. wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a whole lot of processes, like I said, that we, I mean, I don't know, I didn't know about any of that before I started. Touching on the minors, I did read that it said, like, 14 out of the 50 states do not have restriction for minors getting yeah, like, so that's what we're talking about, basically. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it's a minor. Like, that's a child. Well, I mean, listen, like, okay. There's a one... There's, there's, yeah, I get it. There is this one story that I always tell a lot of people when I talk about previously working at the clinic. A 13-year-old came in. Oh, wow. I think you were there that day, mm-hmm. and I was counseling. And she, I think she met with somebody else beforehand for the, the ACA stuff, and then they came back with the mom. And I brought her in, was like reviewing her chart and all of that. And then we always have to speak with the minor afterwards. So I was like, hey mom, can you step out? I wanna talk to her like one-on-one. So the mom walked out and the the daughter, you can tell like she's like not feeling it at all. Like she was like, I don't wanna be here. Her just like whole demeanor. So I was like, how are you feeling today? She's like, oh, I'm okay. And like talking super, super low. And I was like, okay, red flag. Because at that point I was talking to like so many people from the year or so that I was already there that I it's you're able to figure out like the yeah, signs yeah. you know and she I was like do you not want to be here today and she's like no I was like okay well I'll bring mom in right now I will tell her you don't want to do this because we're not in the business of forcing anybody to do something that they don't want to do yeah I was gonna ask that person like how do you how can you tell if someone is being forced to get an abortion or follow through with that and if so like does the person that's forcing them, do they get in trouble? Is like there stipulations for them? Or do they just like, it's whatever at that point? Well, I will say, I mean, it, it has happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it has yeah. happened. Um, we do have to meet with every patient alone, every, okay. every, every time. We have to take time and meet with them alone and go over questions and just see like, you know, are there patterns to their speech? And, mm-hmm. you know, looking at body language and things like that to see. Um, you know, and, and it's difficult because parents are like, no, this is my child. Right. Like, I get to say, and it's like, I'm really sorry, but they have you rights. don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's okay. like, that can be heartbreaking. <laughs> I will yeah. say that can be heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, we, we have to trust our patients, you know, so we can have discussions with them, you know, about how, you know, what to do as far as like following through with pregnancy, um, you know, checking out resources that's one good thing you know the the indie clinics they're very much into you know let me help you do you you know 
Um, and that's why I always refer to it as abortion care because it's, it's, yeah. it's more than just the actual procedure itself. But yeah, um, that's it's it's tough. But you know, we we have discussions with parents and just let them know, you know, your your child has rights, and if they decide that they do not want to have an abortion procedure, we have to abide by that. Right. Yeah, we're not forcing anybody. Right. And also just to touch on like helping people make that decision. We so many times we would send people home with mm -hmm. like decision making packets and questionnaires and um, at the clinic we worked at, um, they got a counseling questionnaire at, like when they first checked in with their chart. And it, they, we always used to tell them it's optional. Like you don't have to fill this out if you don't want to. But the questions on there are like, what am I going to feel afterwards as far as like emotionally wise, physically wise? Um, and then one of them is, I'm not sure if I want to have an abortion. So as far as like me, when I would bring people in, and talk to people, I would always look at that first because I knew if that was checked off, I'm not going to go through a whole chart and yeah. throw all this information at them at first because they're going to get super overwhelmed and going back to it's here, it's now, I got to be like making sure I'm saying the right things and we don't want them to be forced. But I'd be like, okay, so I see you're, you're questioning if you want to even do this today. And then that's like a big opener as far as the conversation's concerned and then they would start saying yeah well so and so is making me do this um, I just had a baby okay. that's three or four months old a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people that are having abortions they just had a baby like three or four months ago and you can speak on this too. The, the main question people ask is, am I going to be able to get pregnant after having an abortion? And what do we always say? Yes, like right after. <laughs> yes. Right oh, wow. after. Right so after. please listen to me. <laughs> yes, no, literally. And, and my whole spiel was, yes, you can get pregnant faster after having an abortion or even carrying a pregnancy to term because of hormone levels being so high. Yeah, so people, people giving birth and then they, you know, you got to take a little bit afterwards, especially if you deliver it naturally because you got a lot of stuff going on <laughs> and you gotta wait a little bit and once they get that green light people would like pedal to the metal they speed it through it let's let, let's get it on let's get it on you know and on. then <laughs> and then they end up getting pregnant and they well because they think that it's not Kate it's not possible but and then they don't it use any protection and then they end up at our clinic yeah and I mean to to also you know going along with that some people aren't in situations where they can say no okay. you know yeah. and and do end up getting pregnant right after procedure and in situations like that we want to make sure while they're in the center that if they need resources that we can get that information okay. to them um, and I'm talking about intimate partner violence so we have had um, some patients who came in who were just with people they just weren't able to say no to any kind of yeah. uh, sexual contact so yeah and we do the DV screen too yes we do and I know um, domestic violence screen oh, okay, so okay. we would always have to ask them do you feel safe in all your relationships mm -hmm. with family and friends and 
I know when I first started, I, w- I asked you, I was like, this person said no, like, what do yeah, I what do? do? What do I do? And, you have to and, and she's all like, no, you don't report it, but we have to just make sure. You told me to, like, make sure you ask them, do they have, like, a plan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do people know what's going on that if you come home and your partner knew you were pregnant and then come to find out they, they've realized you're no longer pregnant and then they speculate you may have had an abortion, do you have a plan in place if that happens and it turns violent? And she would always tell me like to tell them, get a laundry basket yeah. full of stuff. Like I learned Put so much like tell people what's that. going on. And then we would also refer them to our area turning point, mm-hmm. which is a domestic yeah. violence um, center in Lehigh Valley. So we would give them like all that information and they have like a um, 24 hour hotline, I'm pretty sure. They do. Yeah. So like you could call them at any point in time. So like, yeah, those are like really difficult conversations mm-hmm. to help people too. And I learned a lot from this pro over here too <laughs> and how to handle that but yeah and yeah, honestly awesome. and you can probably speak on this too a lot of patients if they go to sleep for the procedure they need a driver right and they're sometimes their driver is their abuser mm-hmm. oh, and they're wow. the only one that can bring them mm-hmm. so and we can't let them uber because yeah you don't know how they're it, gonna get exactly <laughs> so but then some people would be they wouldn't even realize what they're dropping them off to do because mm-hmm. the clinic that we worked at had a whole bunch of different services and not just abortion care so they um, would come in and be like so and so is in the car i can't right. let them know i just had an abortion i can't do this can't say that don't say anything about them about anything but they're sitting in the parking lot for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So they just think that it is there. Just and I don't know there. what they think, but yeah, wow. it, it was different things. You know, I mean, we had um, a miscarriage management program yeah. there for uh, pregnancy loss. Mm-hmm. So you know, we had patients who were telling their drivers, like, "I'm having a miscarriage, and you know, I'm coming here for this." And hey. I stand by my patients. <laughs> yeah, we were, oh my God, I loved working with you because we were just like, no, <laughs> get out of here. Like, oh I mean, God, we had situations that. like that too oh, gosh, where, yeah. you know, the abuser was in the waiting room and have a patient come into the counseling room like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to get away from them. One patient, we called her dad. Dad came in on the side parking lot, snuck her out the back door, and then I went to him and said, you need to leave. Yeah, I mean, that's what's up, right? Like, you gotta yeah. take those patients, because yeah. mm-hmm. they could go home to something right. completely left field. Absolutely. Well, one question that we have written down here is, can you legally deny medical care to someone within the clinic? And I can only think of one situation yeah. where we would say absolutely not, but they were comfortable with it, is if they asked for the gender. What happens if they're on drugs and they're like intoxicated or something? Oh, that's a like whole different that. story. Like, can you yeah. deny them then too? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like just like anyone, like not, I'm not talking about anyone, but like the circumstances. So you can legally deny someone. You you can legally, okay. yes. Okay. I mean, and it can be a situation like that where um, maybe they're inebriated. It can be um, due to like their own medical history. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a complicated medical history. Um, what was the other thing? I said if they like, because our process was you got a ultrasound first before you mm. met with the person, mm-hmm. the counselor. And some couples, honestly, I think it was a cultural thing as far as like Asian cultures are concerned. They would want to know because I don't know if it's like, yeah, if it's a girl, yeah. they have more preference for 
boys. That's because you're only, I think, allowed to have, like, it's a cultural thing. Like you said, you're only allowed to, I think, produce boys. Well, not allowed, but it's, but like, it's, 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 it's preferred. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yes. there were, like, three or four people that I can remember when we were there that would be like, what's the gender? I'm only going to do it if it's a girl. Da, 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 da. And, like, um, sorry, no, you got to go find a new clinic. We don't we do not do that. No, we don't so do gender selection. That, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, times it happened. Yeah, very angry patients. Oh, my God, they were so <laughs> mad. Yeah, I feel like that's messed up, because that's, like, Well, you just got to think it's their, it's their culture, I though. I know, it's still culture and not. I mean, it's still like pro-choice, whatever. Like, yeah. do it yeah. to your body, do what you want. But like at the end of the day, it's like just because of a gender, you're gonna decide, make that determine. Well, I mean, hey, I don't know. It's life. not my business, but we're just life, telling you, man. you can't it's ask life. that question because if you do, red flag. Hello, <laughs> that's an N over you. But oh, to touch on your. Um, your question about people on drugs. Yeah, so what happens with those type of people? We do have a story about this, oh. and this is what we're talking about. Oh, this is the story. Okay, this now let story. me hear the story. <laughs> let me hear it. I'm ready. I'm all in. So in our clinic, and probably most clinics, that you have to be asleep, and honestly, for any procedure where you're going under some type of anesthesia or whatever, you can't be under the influence of narcotics or drugs or alcohol, because if you get put to sleep, you could die mm-hmm. literally like yeah. die so some of our patients were heroin users um meth users like alcoholics like all these people and this one lady bless her soul she came in didn't really show signs of being under the influence of anything but then she got pulled i think to do her lab work and whoever was in the lab <laughs> I think it was like, I don't even, I don't want to say names, but um, I think it might have been, yeah, one of our friends. Anyways, um, they pulled me to the side. We're like, yo, so-and-so is definitely high right now. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, they're high right now. They can't go through. Doc said they can't go through. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I have, well, me and the person next to me had the opportunity, I guess you could say opportunity or the privilege to give them the news that they can't have the oh, abortion goodness. today. So I can, you can probably tell how, where this story is leading. Yeah, it went left. So <laughs> all the way left, outside left, down a drain into the ocean. So I pull her into the room, going over her chart, even though I know I have to tell her she can't have it. And she's like, I think she was on meth, but she was like twitching and everything like, but she was kind of far along and it was like her third time rescheduling. And oh, wow. I think she lived pretty far away from what I remember. And I was like, okay, well, um, unfortunately we cannot see you today because you are under the influence and you can't sign the documents consenting to this procedure while you're under the influence. And also you could die if you get put to sleep. Mm-hmm. She's like, what do you mean? I drove here this far away. Like I have this driver only one day today. Like she starts freaking out, takes pamphlets throwing pamphlets everywhere. I'm like, listen, you can have the procedure, but you have to be two days sober off of the drugs you're on and come back. And then when you come back, by all means, we can still do it. it. No, I like start screaming. I open the door. I like run outside. I'm like looking for anybody. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then the <laughs> person sitting next to me goes, I'm like, hello, I need your help, I need your help. She comes walking in like a boss. I was going to say the B word. Like a boss, though. And she's like, I got this. And then she took over. I don't know what happened after I left the room because I was a little scared at that point. I mean, at that point, it's like trying to, you know, kind of console the patient. Yes. Um, like, yeah, we we want to see you. Unfortunately, we can't. Yeah. So this is what we can do, you know. And, um, and she, yeah, I just heard boom, boom, like screaming. Ah! And I'm like, oh, gosh. Punching the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so she was punching the wall. some things, oh you know. But, um. You know, just letting them know, like, look, this is, this is what we can do. You know, yeah. and, and this is it. So it's like we're um, not saying no. It's just not today. Not today. <laughs> exactly. To yeah. That's and crazy. yeah, she. We rescheduled her for the following week. But I mean, it's really just in that one of the great things I can say about the provider that I worked for is he he could be just a very understanding person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we would see women who had addictions, I remember him talking to this one patient on the phone and he said, okay, now I need you to promise me that you're not going to use, you know, at least until after you have this procedure. Right. Who does that? You know what I mean? Not, We're not, just not like, not we have this culture of, no, don't do drugs. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, this is not her reality right now. I want to deal with her reality right now and help her. Okay. It was, it, he was amazing in that way. Okay. You know, He definitely yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> the clinic also provides medical marijuana. And I would always get a laugh because <laughs> people would always, like, the main, one of the main questions they would ask you is, can I, like, smoke when I get home? I'm like... Doc does not care about any of that, man. He's out here prescribing people their cards. Like, he does not care. As long as you follow, do what you need to do, make sure you're okay when you get home. Toke away, bro. Like, he would not care. Yeah, but it just really showed, like, how caring that clinic was and the people that worked there at that time. But... I know. I don't even know. Real life stuff. I don't even know if I can do that. It was honestly... It was very fun. It was fun to just like literally sit there with people in like the the hardest decision of their life that they would make and be able to help them work through those thoughts and feelings and emotions. And a lot of people just speak based off of how many people we've spoken to, they all have the same concerns. Mm-hmm. It's not like anything that's like oh my gosh, like it's more along the lines of like how am I going to feel after I make this decision? How am I going to be able to mentally move forward after making this decision? Or even, can I even make this decision today? Exactly. So, if anybody out there has had an abortion or knows anybody, fun fact too. What what was that one thing you had hanging in your um, your office? The statistic of how many people have an abortion? One in three people. I will say one in three people. the, it, the term 
women yeah. <laughs> was used, but if I would always her. tell patients, like, you know, think about that, like, when you're in the grocery store, like, right. just look at the number of um, female presenting people. Right. And, and one out of three will have an abortion in her lifetime by the time she's 45 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I always say, like, and it, nobody knows it because it's such a taboo subject. Right. And there's so much shame surrounding People abortion. People it. don't want to talk about yeah. it. And then when they say that, when I say, when we would say that to them, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, one in three? Wow. And, and then they start saying, well, I actually know my grandma had one mm-hmm. back in the day. My aunt did. And then they're like, really oh, it really yeah. is more prevalent than you think. Mm-hmm. And people just think it's like, oh, my God, I'm a terrible human being. You're not bad. Mm-hmm. And you just, you honestly, and I always say you're stronger than most people For that sure. you're able to even make this decision because it's not an easy decision to make. But also F everybody in society. Mm-hmm. What is best for yourself? Yes. And that one thing, too, just to kind of piggyback, sometimes it is a really easy decision for people to make. Yeah, exactly. And I would tell people all the time, like, don't feel bad about yeah. not feeling bad. You don't you need know to cry. I mean? like, yep. There were so many women who were just elated when they left there, like, yep. oh, my gosh, okay, this is one thing mm-hmm. off of my plate right now so I can go and, you know, finish my education. I can yeah. take care of the kids that I already have. I can, you know whatever you want (laughs) you know what I mean if being a parent is not what you want to do or parenting more people is not what you want to do right now it's okay Okay. that's it yeah I definitely agree with that because there's some people that are like I'm not crying I see so and so in the waiting room I'm like you don't have to cry like you're actually you're making my job a whole lot easier because I don't have to help you through those tears I could just okay you sign here you're good to go all right any questions Keep it pushing, but if you need any help, call us anytime. Like, but um, I actually do want to talk about what's going on in Texas. I was just about to say, <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on this new law? Absolute tomfoolery. That's supposed to be passed in Texas. Well, it is already passed. Well, yes, it is already passed, but they're actually trying to get it overturned. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. No, they, they are. They're being sued now. Yeah, the DOJ. That's right. Yes. I did see that was like yesterday. They came out with that. I think. But to me, that is the most like. Well, tell tell the listeners what the law actually is. Okay, the law is that anyone seeking abortion has at least six weeks to terminate the pregnancy under this new abortion law. And it's making it illegal in rape, incest, incest. or like any type of anything. But the thing that blows my mind is the fact that some of these females may not even know that they're pregnant until about six weeks. Yeah. So if that's the case, then you have no choice at this point to go to Unless you want to travel outside of Texas. And that's what most are doing now though. Actually, yeah. that is what most people are doing. They're traveling out of Texas going across borders and everything to get this. But it also says if your neighbor yes. suspects you had an abortion, they could report you to the police and yes. you could get in trouble. Also, if the doctor, if they kind of figure out who the doctor was, the doctor can go to jail too. There is a doctor that actually did get sued and he he's openly admitted that yes, I did do this under this law like and he's perfectly like admitting to that he did it i just what are your thoughts on this so it's it's not surprising at all um i think well i shouldn't say it in that way because i think how they did it um it was surprising in that you know normal everyday citizens are now being deputized to you know kind of go out there and, and just take control of all these uncontrollable people seeking abortion care 
um, I've always been like maybe an unconventional thinker when it comes to <laughs> antis, and I'm like, I'm ready for someone to sue Uber. Lift or an airline. Once they bring in those companies, right? You know, because I'm just like, I I I want somebody to, you know, (laughs) like in their Uber, like I need you to take me to the abortion clinic so I can have my abortion. You know, I mean, I know. I mean, in all seriousness, it's, it's such. It just takes away the agency of people, and it amazes me how. People try to make it seem that mothering or parenting is like no big deal. You know, we're dealing with bringing people into the world. You know what I mean? It's Living, a lot breathing, of work. human. Right. Human. You know, so to act to like, yes. you know, like, <laughs> or even just the pregnancy itself. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's no big deal to be pregnant. It's hard. Like, uh, woman, that is hard. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm all for the Biden administration going after Texas in this way. Right. Um, I it, it amazes me. It amazes me that that people are doing this. And even you can live in one county in Texas and sue a doctor or a provider in another county who has provided abortion care, but it's going to, it's going to be played out in your home county. Oh my god! Yeah. So it's like all of these little families. Like, wow, this is everything. it's really interesting yes. that they were able to do this. Um, I think where like my bone of contention sits with the Supreme Court in that oh my god. they took this emergency action to like. Hands off. <laughs> you yeah, know? and that well, didn't really... it go to the Supreme Court and they voted in favor of it? They let it rock? Like they I mean it's not so much in favor, yeah. but um, they didn't rule it unconstitutional. Right. No, but yeah, as of right now though, there is a I'm pretty sure there is a court case that is about to go on that it, that could o- possibly overturn that law in Texas. Well, I I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I do know Supreme Court is hearing on December 1st um, a similar law from Mississippi. Mississippi yes. And if that gets ruled overturned, if that gets ruled constitutional, their their um, laws because they're similar to Texas, then Roe versus Wade essentially overturned. is like overturned. Yes. If I'm understanding what I read. That's what I read too. Yeah. Right. It's the Mississippi. I mean, it's it's a big case of course. I mean, any of these cases, yes. they're big because Roe has been under attack since. Wait, for, Roe for was those who don't know what Roe versus yeah. Wade is, that's the um, what was it the ruling that made abortion yes. legal in America? Continue. I'm there was sorry. also another big case um, in 1992, which was um, the Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey. Yes. That also, that. you know, um, had a lot to do with with abortion care and 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 following the law, like the ACA, the Abortion Control Act. Right. But um, the law originally in Mississippi was that um, abortions after 15 weeks would be illegal unless it was a case of, um, like, major deformities. Unless a medical emergency. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, the thing about that is, like, it it always makes me wonder, like, who they think these people are that are seeking abortion care, you know? Because I'm like... No one is just waking up one day and saying, you know what? I don't want to do this. I think we're going to have a board today. You know, it's not like that. So, you know, for some people, they're finding out later because, hey, life, you know, and most people who have abortions 
already have children, yes. you know, and it's like you you just have so much going on or whatever, you know, even if it's just I'm choosing right now to not follow yeah, through Yeah, it doesn't pregnancy. matter what it is. It's like right. I'm making my choice. Absolutely. And, you know, it just this law, like if, if it gets, I mean, it's just, it's so detrimental and the people that it's going to affect the most are who? Black, right. indigenous, and people of color. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's a direct racial attack. Absolutely <laughs> you know? is. I heard that the, um, the court, the judges or whoever was appointed by Donald Trump Listen, Brett Kavanaugh, he came in and said that I, I'm i going to withhold Roe versus Wade because it was already precedent. It's already a thing. And then Amy Cohn, Coney Barrett. Barrett, she, I, well, Donald Trump said that she didn't wasn't picked because of her stances on pro-life, pro-choice. But we all know that's, that's the reality of that decision. So, I mean, it is like a very big like I it's scary it's like right now. Like court, like it's like that's gonna be a big like December first. That's gonna be a big down. But all them on the internet like check in because if that it's it's really scary. But also, why are men even having a say making these decisions? <laughs> Not only that, why are white men? That are like 70, 60 years old making these decisions about people that have a uterus because not all people that get pregnant are identifying as women. There are transgender people out there that have pregnancies and possibly may want an abortion as well. So we cannot leave that demographic of America out of this conversation because they are being affected as well. But why are they the ones telling telling us what we can do with our body? There's no law that says all men need to get a vasectomy <laughs> at this age. Why don't you do that? Oh, when there was um, they had they came out with a male birth control pill. Oh yeah. And then they stopped doing that trial or whatever because of all the side effects that they were experiencing. Wait, did you see the statistics of a male and a female? Like a male can get a f- like nine girls pregnant in one day, but a female can only get pregnant within nine months or something mm-hmm. like that. So Thank it you. should be the other way. Like the male should have birth control. And yeah. The female should, but that is like statistically proven that a male yes. can get nine females pregnant in one day, yeah. in 24 hours. And I do. I personally do believe that men should have a say. Yep when they opt to not share their sperm. <laughs> so if it's like wrap it up. Keep your sperm to yourself. <laughs> to yourself. That's it. That's facts though. Sharing is not caring in that regard. Okay. But I do also want to touch on the time frame that people are having abortions. Because a lot of people think that like the majority of abortions are ex- happening after 20 weeks plus. Right. That is an absolute lie. What is yeah. the highest like what is the um the five to ten weeks? Oh, really? Yeah. And that is when, okay, so you can take medication because, like you said, most women don't know they're pregnant until five to six weeks. And it doesn't even show up on ultrasounds or even pregnancy tests before then sometimes. Or it's like barely tiny and they can't really confirm it. Are you required to get an ultrasound? Like when you go for abortion? You're required to? Here in Pennsylvania, yes. So I did, I think I did read that not like 37 states or something like that. You're required. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, so you can take medication from five to ten weeks to pass your pregnancy basically and induce miscarriage at home. And it's safe enough for you to do that at home. But after ten weeks, you have to normally, well, as far as our clinic's concerned and the other clinics in the area, you have to have a surgical procedure. Oh, wow. And if, and it's safer, this is another thing too. 
Having an abortion is safer than getting your wisdom teeth taken out or having a colonoscopy. Less um, complications happen with abortion procedures than with those types of procedures. Wow. And people don't know that. And it's safer than giving birth. Than giving birth, preach it. <laughs> we gotta get a round of applause for that one. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's so safe. Yeah. Unless you have like a severe underlying medical condition, nothing's really gonna happen. And, wow. and that's another thing I will say about the, the clinic that we worked for. We were seeing people who had compromised health histories. Yeah. You know, we were seeing women who were coming in. I remember one patient in particular had brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Another had kidney cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, very serious things going on. So it's like to just make it seem like, oh, no. I'm just, just having a abortion today. Yeah, it's like, it's so unfair. Mm-hmm. It's so unfair to, to so many people and their families to think that this was just on a whim. Right. You know? But wait, let me finish though with the gestation thing. So in our office, we did go up to 24? 22 and 6. 22, 6. And that 22 dog, weeks and 6 20, days. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. See, we were doing the, the jargon. Oh, 22 like, plus 6. What does that mean? 22 weeks and 6 days. So that's okay. right before you turn 23 weeks. Okay. And those procedures were at the time we worked there once a month. The one doctor would come, um, she would travel, uh-huh. and we would only have those procedures once a month. But even at that point, there was four people would probably be scheduled at most for that day. And it's a two day procedure, but maybe only one would show up. Oh, wow. And then the rest of them would be that 10, 10 weeks mm-hmm. mark, five, six weeks mark, or even like up to 12 weeks, if that. And I dare anybody to tell me. A 10-week fetus can survive outside of the womb. Okay, it's literally a clump of and it's tissue. To, it's, it's um, it's like 20 to 24 weeks that it can survive. Yes, exactly. And see, I do my research. Yeah, you do. I'm so proud of you. 20 to 24 weeks that a baby. It's, it's vi- what is it? Vi- viability. Viability. Yes. I'll give you a high five on that one. <laughs> viability. No, but uh, people think that that is the case. Like everybody's just doing it at 19, 20 weeks. No, what what she said. It's Mostly fetal anomalies or the person's own physical health where they're not compatible to carry the pregnancy to term. Like, so many times we probably sit on the phone with people who are, my baby has trisomy three, has this other. And like, that was probably like the second week I worked there, I was scheduling the appointment. Sat on the phone with this woman for an hour long, crying her eyes out. She was like first generation, moved to America. Her whole family lived in some European country. It was just her and her son. She was later on in her pregnancy, but she was just saying, I, I know I need to do this, but I, I never thought I was going to have this procedure done. I never thought I was going to be in this situation. Bawling her eyes out to me and she's like what do you what do you do like yeah and also the one person that interviewed me the one question that kind of threw me for a loop she asked me so Alicia what do you think or what would you say to somebody that comes to have an abortion and says I don't believe in abortion uh, yeah my face was your face right now well, like, <laughs> but so why are you Coming. That's so, the, what I uh, said. Well, why are that you is what then? I said. If you don't believe, but then again, there's also different circumstances, so you never know. That's what I'm saying. Why someone? What? Are, what did did you get asked that question oh when you gosh, started? Yes, but I mean, like our the founder of the clinic at one point, and there was a news article about her. this. Um, she would not allow people who said they were anti mm-hmm. 
to have services. You can go somewhere else, but you're not coming here, you know, and, and I re- totally respect that. Um, a lot of times when we did have patients say that, it was more or less like they just had some misconceptions about what abortion care yeah, was, was you know, um, or, you know, I mean, you, you get fed so much. Yes. You get fed so much, like, from your family, you know, so whether it's religion or just, like, this is, you know, what the family believes in, you you have patients that in their heart, they're like, I do not want to follow through with this pregnancy. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I'm carrying, you know what I mean? So it was like giving them that however long they needed in the counseling room to leave all of that stuff there. Yep. You know, we, we did it. That's you know, awesome. we did it. And then we would also ask people, like, how do you think you're going to feel today? Yeah. And they, majority, I would even say 99.7% would say relieved. Relief. That was the number wow. one question. And that's the number that's one shocked. answer across the United States yeah, from women wow. who have had abortions. The feeling after is relief. Wow. Yeah. I would say relief. Sad, well, some of them would still have that, but also it's like the decision's over. Yeah, I made true. the decision. I mean, yeah, that's true. Like it's not. I don't have to like think about it, making exactly. That anymore. And it's okay sense. to be sad about it. You yeah. know, it's okay to to mourn. You know what could have been. Mm-hmm. We, you know, one of the services that we provided, that, like I said earlier, was miscarriage management. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a patient. She just knew that this wasn't right for her, but was planning um, funeral services for. Uh-huh. The pregnancy and you know she called a funeral home and accidentally the person on the other line was like yeah she's having an abortion and she wants to and it was just like wait <laughs> you know what I mean? oh, wow. she had every right to mourn that pregnancy yeah, the way she sure. wanted to a lot of people on all of her ways were right you know? and with the hand and footprint we used yes. to do that yes we did yeah. yes, especially we did. if they're further along and yes. that was a possibility we would people would ask for that mm-hmm. or pictures of their ultrasounds mm-hmm. we them. would yeah we would give absolutely. it to them of course we would give it to them absolutely wow. a lot of times we did ask like why because yeah. we would never want a patient to think that I'm going to look at this picture mm-hmm. to punish myself right. for what I did and right. it's like let's talk about that first you know yeah, what I mean sure, like, so yeah. yeah but it was just that that was their way of processing everything yeah, yeah. and then also I would say to them too like if they didn't know how they were going to feel if they didn't say that sense of relief. I would say, well, do something. I got this from you. I, listen, all the knowledge I got from her over here, like literally, do something to commemorate the pregnancy. Yeah. So do a painting with your partner if they're willing and supportive of this decision or anybody in your circle that you have that are supportive of this decision. Get a piece of jewelry or get a plant. Something that you can channel all those emotions into and then get it out. And then I would say close the chapter in a healthy manner, but also be able to move forward in a healthy manner. And again, I'm telling you, like when I say it was like a script kind of, it really was a script because every single person besides like maybe two or three, would be um, like saying the same things. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it would make sense. Am I a bad person? Right. Is God going to forgive me? Will I be able to have children? That's what we heard almost every single time. All the time. Every time. And a lot of that is because of the misinformation that's out there. So we got that opportunity to 
you know, give them the correct information right. and not just patients because we actually, because this is such a college-rich area and we have so many like technical schools, we had so many different students, students coming in yep. also to train there. So it was great to give them that correct information. So now when they encounter patients or people, I should say, <laughs> encounter people like at the hospital or anywhere in the community, they're able to give them the correct information. I so, love that about the clinic. So did I. When they, when they <laughs> so sat there I. with us and observed and stuff, I'd be like, do you have any questions? <laughs> and they're like, I didn't know that this is actually what happens. And like, I'm super impressed. I'm shocked. I have, I had misconceptions walking in here myself okay. and mm-hmm. it's changed. It's different. So I think just as a society, we need to stop putting that negative connotation on abortion care and services because if it's not listen people care about the fetus but they don't care about the baby once it's born mm-hmm. all these politicians want to tell women about how to they want to force them basically to have this pregnancy but when they actually have a living breathing Are human being here yeah. they're cutting all these programs mm-hmm. for them to help? support them exactly. absolutely not and also i was talking to Graham about this because she asked me about like what episode we're doing today and I was just kind of going like my whole spiel or whatever because every time I get on this topic with somebody I just go in like really hard (laughs) in the paint but I was like um you know what's harder to adopt a baby in America if you're an American than if you're American going overseas it's like 10 times harder yes I don't either and expensive yeah yeah, exactly But it's it really is all just about forcing women to have pregnancy. And then maybe like another thing that people could say why abortion should be illegal is because of our population going down and there's not enough births happening, whatever. But in all actuality, there's more births than there are abortions, right? Well, but the thing about it is, though, too, you have to understand, like one of the main reasons why abortion was made illegal in this country to begin with was because of racism. Mm-hmm. There were there was a drop in the birth of white babies versus that of um, black women and then also immigrants that were coming into the country. So that's why abortion even became illegal. And then you have to consider now there is a drop in the birth rate, but it's not because of abortion. It's not. <laughs> you know, we got to look at the economics. We got to look at the climate whole system change, of capitalism. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And young people, and I say young people because I'm not a young person. (laughs) Young people are making that decision to say, no, like, I don't want that kind of world for my family. So, you know, like, just opting to not have children. And I think, just to piggyback off you, it all boils down to education. Yeah. Like, education, like, I'm sorry, if you don't want a certain demographic to have abortions or whatever, let's teach them actual sex ed in school. What I mean, happens when school, you have... I know our oh, did. man, they had us researching crabs and stuff. I was <laughs> scarred for life. Well, I know for facts our school did. I was but, so yeah. scarred. Like, I was like, I you like can get them in true. your eyeball? Like, what? Oh, no. Yeah, anything that has, like, hair. Oh, my God. Okay, let's bring it back down. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so our school did, but a lot of these rural schools, they teach abstinence. Mm-hmm. Abstinence yes. does not work. Like, if you tell a teenager, hey, don't have sex, oh, I'm gonna be like, ah, I'm gonna go have sex right now. But it's like, why not? <laughs> so my mom me tell me not to. Yep, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's but crazy. any last thoughts on on abortion care? Anything you want any anybody to know that's been through this situation or know people? So everybody lo- knows somebody and loves somebody that's had an abortion. And we do have to consider that when we are speaking about abortion. Right. Um, but also support your local clinics, yes. indie clinics, Planned Parenthoods, 
And the biggest way to support is to donate. I mean, it, it yeah, comes down it really to the dollar. Does. Like, support your local abortion funds. One of the closest here to us would be Women's Medical Fund out of Philadelphia. I mean, send whatever you can. And, and that now. goes to, yes, the National Abortion Federation, the National Network of Abortion Funds. Um, you can go online and even go to those sites, and they can direct you to yeah. other funds. But absolutely support your local indie clinic. Yeah, I agree with that. And also another thing that I want people to know, state benefits as far as Medicare, Med- Medicaid, does not cover abortions. A lot of these women who are going to these independent clinics and just normal clinics as well, they have to pay out of pocket, and it's not cheap. Yeah, it's I like five hundred dollars. I read it could be up to like a thousand five hundred. Oh, a lot. Yeah, in this area, it can range between five hundred and twenty five hundred. Yeah, depends on your jurisdiction. And but, Medicaid can cover oh, in cases of rape sexual assault or threat to life. Okay. Yes, um, and so that, is that it like it becomes a thing, especially in this area of Lehigh Valley, because we have so many people who have moved here, like from New York and New Jersey, right. where Medicaid does, does. cover There's abortion states. care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania is not, not one of them. <laughs> so if you don't live in those 13 states, do not say you're paying for people to have abortions with your tax dollars, <laughs> but you are if they're, if it's cases of rape or incest. So thank you for that, but also hard no on that one. Your last thoughts, Sierra, on their conversation today? I learned a lot. I mean, I researched a lot before coming into this, but, like, just listening to you guys firsthand, like, cleared yeah. up a lot of things. Things that, like, no one even, like, would think of. Because, like, every, like you guys said, like, everything, everyone thinks is just like, oh, I'm just going to get an abortion just to do this. Just there's a lot that, that goes like, into it. There's more behind the scenes of why. So, it's just my mind is open. Endless possibilities. <laughs> Can't stand you. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Thank you for being here for today sure. for this thank conversation. You guys for me. This was great. Yeah, was really thank great. you so thank much. You. And shout out socials real quick again, Sierra. Uh, Instagram, nameless underscore podcast underscore Facebook official nameless podcast. Go check us out on Facebook. We're on there more actually. Yep. So. And we will be coming to you shortly for episode number four. Episode four. But did you know? Did you know? And we're gonna leave it on that. <laughs> did you know? But all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, this is Alicia. This is Sierra. And we are the Nameless Podcast, and we will talk, talk to, to you soon. Peace out. Bye, guys. Hey, what's up? We're closed right now. Leave a message and I'll get back to you soon. Nameless? Hey yo, is this Nameless Podcast? I heard y'all was being the change. Guess I missed y'all. I'll I'll see y'all later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.